Alright, Gene. Ready in Hamesh. Arba, Shalosh, time. Yeah! Hey! Yeah! Yeah! Me. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast! <laughs> With Christina P. Oh, you guys, I'm so excited. Very special episode today with me is my favorite, Katie Morton. It's so fun to be back. It is so great. You're so wonderful. I discovered you on YouTube. You're a licensed marriage and family therapist, MFT, MFT, Mm -hmm. and you make these great videos that have just helped my life. You go, you cover everything and anything. And Pretty much. Anything people ask. Whatever you want to know. If I can ask a colleague or know it myself, I'll make a video. She makes a video. <laughs> and so check out her YouTube channel, Katie Morton, K-A-T-I-M-O-R-T-O. And she also has a fantastic book called Are You Okay? Which I have on my nightstand. I have the hard copy. I advise you to buy it just because I like to be old school and read and take it with me on airplanes. You can highlight it and stuff. That's right. Make notes and dog Mm -hmm. ear. And that book really was so helpful to me. What inspired you to write about Um, that one? I think being online for eight years and just hearing the questions people had, it's like we didn't even know what to ask. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because people don't talk enough about the process of therapy or what it's like or what's a good therapist or a bad therapist because there are some shitty ones out there. Um, And so it was just that kind of stuff. I thought, if I already know this, why is it? Why does it have to be hidden? Something that people don't talk about. I feel like books are either too woo-woo self-helpy, no offense, or they're made for clinicians like me and they're too just heady you don't even doesn't make sense to you yeah it's like where's the middle where it's just like hey this is what you need to know and this is like in common language yes 100 percent. because i've i've read both of those like i'm too i'm not into the woo-woo like i don't need to know your spiritual stuff and then either those clinical books from like whoops i just downloaded the wrong thing (laughs) like i don't know what any of this latin shit means (laughs) but your that book is great if you're somebody who you're not sure if you should go into therapy or what is normal to Mm -hmm. feel and, you know, what is it to be depressed or whatever? This is a great book. This is a great guide, I think, for that. Is that accurate? Yeah, would you say? that's accurate. And yeah. even goes through toxic relationships, communication styles, things like oh, that. Oh, get your life, Katie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before we get into I'm just going to plug my dates real quick at the top, get the business out of the way. Ja- January 25th, Burbank. January 30th through the 1st, Houston. I'm doing Tampa, San Francisco, Pasadena at the Ice House, Doral, Florida, Miami Improv, Dallas, Texas, New York City, Des Moines, Phoenix, Cleveland, San Antonio. Ticket links are at Christina P. Online. Wow. I know. I'm You're gearing busy. up. I'm going to shoot something um, in the I summer, know. and I'm so stoked. So... I'm glad you're here because I get a lot of questions from people that are just above my pay grade (laughs) and I don't, I cannot, I'm a, I'm a comedian. I cannot advise people. You're very smart too. You're very psychologically minded. Well, you know, that's a good decade in psychotherapy. (laughs) It'll do that to a lady, you know? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So you were talking about any, um, if we, if you guys haven't seen yet, Dr. Drew did a Dr. Drew after dark with our own any, and he hasn't made a brown. All, all of November, he didn't yeah. take a dump. And Crazy. you were saying that you think it might be control issue. Yeah, kind of a coping skill. I'd what? be like, hmm, 
I'm interested. I have yeah. lots of questions. <laughs> yeah. So what, where would you go with any if we could sit you down with him? Um, first, I'd go into kind of like abuse. Mm. I, I don't know. I mean, just guessing, right? Like asking questions. So sexual abuse in boys tends to be like the no brown comes out of that. Mm. Or um, if there's any kind of emotional abuse, like shouting, yelling in your home, things mm. out, of, out of your control are out of control. What can you control? Your body. Mm-hmm. And women, like girls, tend to go towards more food, food yes, over, disorders. under, mm-hmm, exercising not, stuff like that. But boys tend to, like, they might start wetting their bed again, holding their poo, things like that. Interesting. And it's not like all, all guys do that and all girls, but that just tends to be the That's the, norm. the guideline, the norm. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah, I felt it was a control issue yeah. as well. If I might uh, diagnose <laughs> Mr. Anne, um <laughs> <laughs> I, I sensed it because I have a phobia of vomiting mm-hmm. and I've worked through it in therapy. I did um, EMDR. Mm-hmm. I did talk therapy, psycho. I've done it all because there was a specific incident that was very traumatic around me vomiting as a child. Um, so now let me start with my first question to you. Mm-hmm. How do I, when my children do get sick? Yeah, because they will. And they do. And they have. And it was a nightmare. And I puked for the first time in like 20 years. Oh, no. October 25th of 2019 is when it happened. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It was good for me because it showed me that it's not that big. And that you can deal with it. It's okay. 100%. Nothing terrible happened. Your head didn't explode. Your life didn't get ruined. It didn't. It was more the anxiety about about puking that was greater Mm -hmm. than the event itself. Uh That's always what it is. Yeah. Yeah, you're, You're wiring yourself. So... How do I not pass on my irrational fear and phobia to my children? How do I not show them that I'm freaking out a little bit inside when they get sick? You kind of have to hold it inside and be like, oh, we get sick. That happens sometimes. You're just normalizing the behavior. Like maybe after we eat, because kids will do this. They'll eat a lot overeat and then they go run around like crazy maniacs and then they like (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why that happened yeah and you're like it's okay it's like when they fall and you don't want them to like lose their shit and so you're like you're okay you're okay let's go yeah no no blood we're good you know yeah it's that kind of thing you're like oh that happened okay we'll clean it up go sit down let's calm ourselves down and then hey this is normal Mm -hmm. um also because kids tend to, my kids get sick in the middle of the night, and mm. so they'll puke all over their cribs. Mm. So I want to introduce the idea of Do you like make Tom clean that up. Uh, <laughs> yes, and he knows like that is his domain. But how do I introduce like a puke bowl when they're sick? I mean, is that too how, much? I, I think because they tend to puke more than once if it's a stomach mm-hmm. flu. I don't want them just puking on their beds, right? Yeah, I mean, when they're little, though, it's not like... You... No, babies are different. I'm talking like four-year-olds. Oh, oh four, yeah. I mean, just you you don't know if they'll do it, but maybe on the second puke, they'll get it. Right. Um, but you just put it by their bed and be like, since you're not feeling well, remember, we try to puke in the bucket. Okay. Put it in, and I'd get like a, you know... A substantial. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't introduce the puke bucket on a day when he's not sick, right? No. No, just like... It'd be like it only comes out, because then they're associating it with... I don't feel good. Mama brings the bucket. I try to puke in the bucket. You know, it's right. like it's almost classical conditioning. <laughs> right. See, but, puke in the bucket. But my crazy brain, my OCD brain goes, better introduce it now before they do get sick. But then I go, oh, wait, but that's going to freak him out. That's going to. Well, and then he might think he always needs a puke bucket. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like every night. He's like 25. He has a girlfriend. He's like, here's my puke bucket. (laughs) 
<laughs> right, right. Just in case I get anxious That's if I don't have so it. That's so funny. Oh my God, you're right. Then I make it part of his like nightly routine and he's in college and mm. his roommate's like, what's that? It's just my puke bucket. I have to have it in case. You didn't drink tonight, but I mean, I just don't know. <laughs> Shit happens. That's hilarious. <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. Okay, you know, you're right. Okay, so that's overkill. It's overkill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured this like 24 year old 100% 100% he's in the Dobbs age he's a 30 year old man he's like well, I gotta do this I don't know I gotta have my puke bucket oh shit okay um, because I do go I do get a little out of control when my kids get sick and I've had a lot of people write into saying that they feel you know you're you, I, I go into overdrive because when I got sick it meant my mother could have more control over mm-hmm. me and she was borderline so it was like yeah. a nightmare so I always associate like things. I don't want to be out of control. That that's a lack of control when the kids. Do you I have poop regularly? Issues. I'm such a good pooper. <laughs> Thank you for asking. You just made my day with that. I question. figured. I figured. I poop. I did twice this morning. I'm a whoop, good whoop. pooper. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm a good pooper too. Yeah, every morning. What's every your morning. Routine? Every morning, and then probably after coffee, breakfast, kind of thing. That's when I like to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right after. I like the, the white lightning. I drink yeah. a lot of coffee. I'm freaked out and then I shit. Do you, are you, do you fart in front of your husband? Not really. You I mean, it's big, not like I pretend I don't or anything, but. Yeah, you guys aren't big into that. No. Do you poop with the door open or closed with your husband? Mm, usually closed, like yeah. 90% of the time. Boundaries. Peeing open, I don't really care. Yeah, okay. Well, on to the most important question yes. that I've received. Have you been finger banged on a ride at Disneyland? No, I hate Disneyland. What? I know. Why? Very unpopular opinion. <laughs> no, I get you. I'm on that too. He doesn't like. Why? Tell me what you don't like. Um, I don't like lines. Of course, yes. I don't really like screaming children. True. And I don't like paying two hundred dollars in a day to do something. That's true. I, there's so many other ways I would spend my money. Wow, interesting. I like this. So no, because I've never really. I barely go. Like okay. I've gone there like maybe three times and hated it every time. Okay. Well, then you're not getting. Uh, no. When I was six years old, I liked it though. So you did. I went okay. with my mom when I was six and loved it. Yeah. But that's when you're supposed to go. It's for children. It is. It, it is. And I, I always do... feel bad for the parents. I'm like. Yeah. Well, I do find it odd when I had a neighbor once who was one of those Disney goers where they have the annual pass. Yes. And they're adults. I have friends like that. Oh, geez. I know. They're your friends? No. I mean, yeah. Lose that term loosely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. <laughs> so our first questions, I asked you guys to write in. Thank you so much. We have so many great uh, questions for Katie, let's start with the first one. This is a pretty long one, this top one, but I wanted to distill it down to the basic question that everybody should know. But basically the gist is, how do you talk to your children about avoiding sexual abuse? It used to be called stranger danger. Mm-hmm. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> stranger danger. Stranger danger. And don't, don't let anybody touch you where your bathing suit covers. Yes, good advice. Yeah, and so what age do I start <laughs> talking to my children about that? And how do you phrase it? I think, um, I mean, it's tough about like age, usually four or five, they understand. Yeah, That's easy. Even at three, I mean, they're making full sentences. You can have conversations with them-ish. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it's fair to start mentioning it. And I think the the easiest way is if you're changing them, mm. you say something like, no one changes you, but you know, mommy, daddy, and sometimes babysitter or whatever, however you want to phrase it, start talking about it that way um, and say, because it's very dangerous and you don't want anybody to touch you here. And mm-hmm. it's, 
the thing that I think parents worry about how they're going to phrase things or what are they right. going to think? Am I going to make them have some mental illness later because I said this thing <laughs> or have some weird fetish or yes, whatever? Yes, 100%. I figured that. Too. Yeah. What if, yeah, what if you're like, it's, a, yeah, it's very dangerous and it's very dirty and you should never touch yourself. Like you don't yeah. want them to think no. that other people like, should masturbation never. masturbation will make me go blind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want him to think that no woman should ever touch him when yeah. he's an adult. So it's just talking yeah. about it like, you know, um, in an honest way. And I know people are like, oh, but you should tell kids like it should be very kid language. Kids, no. are, you don't need to talk to them like, maybe me, 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 you're wee wee and eek, whatever. Oh, How I, that is my pet peeve, by the way, is mm -hmm. the wee wee and your hoo ha <laughs> and your meow, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's a penis, it's a vagina. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? Just fucking say it. Yeah, call it what it is. Yeah. So, so anyway. So, so yeah, you, however you're comfortable, I would just say don't let people touch you there. You know, because that's your private parts and, and, and that's a safety thing. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't talk about dirty. I would make sure you don't say anything about dirty or bad or wrong. It's just like you have to be safe and mm -hmm. we don't want anybody touching you here because that can really hurt you, mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. and I would just continue the conversation and always say, if you have any questions, ask me. It's mm -hmm. okay to ask mommy about this. Or if someone does touch you this way, tell me about it because I'd like to know. Yeah. And don't make it seem scary because sometimes when kids think that we're worried or we're scared, they don't want to bother us. Kids yes. can worry. Oh, it's I'm making it into something. You know, they make their own story. So be like, you know, I you can always tell me. Yeah. And have no judgment about things. You know, like if you're going swimming with this group, you know, nobody touches you there. Remember and tell me if something happens that makes you uncomfortable. So it's more like not nonchalant but more like yeah just tell me let mm -hmm. me know if that happens not like you gotta tell mommy okay if you <laughs> fucking tell mommy i will kill that son of a bitch i will rip his That's dick what's off going yeah. on in your head yeah yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. outside you're like just tell mommy <laughs> yeah la, 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 la. yeah keep exactly. it light mm -hmm. keep it light and then i'd bring it up almost like the puke bucket yeah when you know some when you're changing them or when they're getting a bathing suit or when you're going somewhere it's easy to bring up again Be yeah like, remember Nobody touches you there unless it's okay with you. It's okay. Yeah. So that, you tell me. It's interesting. And, and, and what you're right about the levity tone, especially with, uh, well, my older boy, the, the, the one, other one's 18 months old, doesn't really. Yeah, he doesn't know. He's yeah. not there yet. But um, he had an ear infection the other day. Like, buddy, did your ear hurt? And it was like, yeah. And then later he was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I must have overreacted. Mm -hmm. They do that. I don't yeah. know. I don't really know why. I would assume it's because the connection they don't want to upset you yeah and if they see you upset they're so good at reading us yeah it's so exhausting Fuck. but that's why we try to keep it keep it light yeah and mention it over time you don't have to do all the teaching in one thing this isn't just one conversation right oh right that's a, that's a really good point so just opening the door for a conversation interesting point because i think a lot of us are so uncomfortable with that discussion mm -hmm. that you go i just want to get in i want to get in i want to get out mm -hmm. i don't want to like talk sex about it you can't just be like you know, take birth control, wear a condom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like over time. Right. You know, I'm sure you're making out with people and you know, you have to, I know it's yeah. uncomfortable, but you got to do it. I don't feel, I, it is not uncomfortable for me. I don't know. That's good. I don't feel uncomfortable. I, but but some yes, people it feel generally like, is. Yes. Americans are very uptight oh, about their genitals. Super uptight. And about, about, <clears throat> yeah, yeah dirty, dirty. <laughs> naughty, uh, naughty. Yeah, not, yes. A hundred percent. Okay. So let's go, let's keep in the sexual vein. Okay. Um, Oh, peeing in front of your kids. Oh, yeah, Is yeah. Is that traumatic for no, them? No, Is it okay if mom pees in front of her two boys? Also, you don't, <laughs> we don't have like something hanging out. I can, and I don't different. show them my vag. Yeah. I cover it. But they're still so little. It's not, it's not traumatic. Mm -hmm. It's not weird to be like, no. is it too much information for them to see me? Urinate? I think it's fine. Okay. I mean, and yours aren't even that old. I think maybe since they're boys, uh, five, six, 
have you're that's starting to get a little like don't be naked in front of them at a certain point where they can like poke and ask and then tell people they saw that right inappropriate yeah so nudity in front of children you say the cutoff is like five six seven Mm -hmm. yeah i think so i think that's fair i mean for the opposite sex Uh uh-huh for the same sex i think a lot of ways like especially for like your boys to be with tom and be like I don't, what, why do you have hair on your chest? They can ask questions about what they think their body is too. Yes. And that can be in some ways very helpful, but I don't think that should go until any age either. 12. Yeah. <laughs> That's, well, cause you know, my mother was always naked in front of me growing up and it was so disgusting to me as a child. I really hated it, mm-hmm. but she was also TMI. She'd be like, this is a douche. Oh, you oh, put geez. the douche in your vagina. And she oh, had God. like, it's really too much. too much information and she had a fire crotch she had like uh-huh. red fire red pubes and i was like, <laughs> You're like what is this you are so nasty yeah not like a regular mom yeah. a cool mom <laughs> and she would always be uh getting ready naked like putting her makeup on in the nude and oh, doing her hair and that's the, too much it doesn't feel good to watch your parents so that's why no. I, yeah but it's okay when they're little yeah for in general and it's yeah. okay for them to ask questions. I think 100%. the body shaming starts from a young age. So it's like, Ooh, you know. Talk more about that. But it's like, uh, you know, if a child asks you, because they're always curious, like, what's that? How come this looks this way? Blah, blah, blah. And if and it, it's okay for them to ask, be like, oh, that's a boob, or those are my balls, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it sounds, but the less we are like, mm, oh, yeah. that's a naughty, you don't, you know, dirty, naughty things you shouldn't say. It's more just like matter of fact. Yes. What is it called? What does it do? Right. Why is it there? Right. Yes. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. So I think doing that until, you know, five or six, depends on the child. Sometimes, you know, boys are different than girls. One child will be different than another where they're more developed or more verbal or, you know, and you've already start to feel like it's uncomfortable. Then you just don't, aren't nude in front of your child. But yeah, I think just, yeah, same as like any kind of conversations, keeping it light, being honest, calling it what it is and no shame about it. No shame. Just a neutral tone as, mm-hmm. as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah, that that's is like he. I know to be an apparent man, it's like keeping it neutral. Is that right? You, you're being Pre- serious? Pretty much. I mean, in yeah. a lot of ways, it's neutral, open to conversation and questions. Mm. And then we don't wait, have all those like worries. And what if I upset somebody? And oh my God, that's a dirty, naughty thing. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm not saying parents are the only ones that like mess us up or anything like that. No. But they, they can. It's easy to because you put your own anxieties and fears into your children mm-hmm. that way. Like you... Um, you know, like we're moving pretty soon. So mm-hmm. it's always like, oh God, I don't want to traumatize the kids. How can I not, you know, and I'm doing all these things. We're going to, we're going to, we visited the house already. I'm going to put together a book of his uh, previous uh-huh. home, old home yeah, and the new That's home. Good. And then I'm going to take him to his new school tomorrow. We're going to walk. Like I'm, I'm like very vigilant because I don't want to traumatize. But then I'm like, you know, he's going to get traumatized over it. There's so many things. Moving stressful anyways. Yeah. It's one of the top like 10 stressors. Yeah. It's terrible. Life. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's being open to the conversation, being like, it's stressful for me. It's hard. This is, yes. a, lot. is it a lot for you. Are you OK? You know, just checking in, being honest. It's OK. Yes. And, and also admitting to your children that maybe you have feelings mm-hmm. that are not uh, perfect. And, you know, yeah, I'm scared. Or mommy is having, I don't know what you say. Anxiety. You say yeah, mommies feel stressed, oh, anxious, it's stressful. Yeah. It, there's a lot of things to do when we move. Yeah. Think of all your toys we have to pack up. That's a lot. Yeah. And I feel overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have to go to a new school. Is that scary? Are you excited? Yeah. You know, letting them feel however. Yeah. 
and ask naming feelings and mm-hmm. stuff. Okay. Yeah. You're doing great. Don't worry. We're doing it. Yeah, I'm doing it. You're and, doing and you know what I always think to have to remind myself is that my children will not be traumatized the way I was. Like no. there's no way I could fuck them up as much as my parents did no. me. You're, you're not like this is a douche no. I put it in a vagina. <laughs> right like i'm not a borderline i'm not alcoholic nope. i nope. cannot possibly do as much damage as my own parents do no that's like those photos because <sighs> i watch your stuff the, yeah. the photos of your dad and the christmas tree with his shirt off please like, talk about what this. the actual fuck yeah <laughs> you tell me well it was he's an egomaniac he was a narcissist or something because he needed attention he needed to show how svelte he was like that's a strange thing for the christmas card. yeah with your children with your child talk about no paternal so there's li- the photograph we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's just everybody oh, knows it's wrong yeah every and you you know instinctually <laughs> and look at me i'm just trying to put it together oh, you're just like is this my life what's happening Who, why is he naked i remember oh being your like, cabbage patch doll I, yeah, 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 i had a cabbage patch doll well what's his name her name uh, i want to Garcia gilberta did you name no it came with the birth certificate was it from like brazil or something? i don't have any idea and i thought that was the strangest name I mean, yeah. my mom was like different people have different names farcia mm-hmm. farcia gilberta. gilberta maybe she was farcia gilberto i, I want to say she was russian portuguese portuguese oh, i don't know yeah narcissist 100 percent. i'm mm-hmm. thinking wants to show off the bod I'm thinking has a tan in December. That's hard to do. He's showing everybody in the old country. (laughs) Look at me. I got a tan. I live in Mm -hmm. LA. Mm -hmm. He doesn't even have shoes on. No, it's casual. It's LA, man. We live in California. (laughs) You know what's wild? And I think about this house. You see that fireplace behind him? Mm -hmm. He would go to sleep and I would be that age and I would play with the fire. (laughs) (laughs) I would be up. Like, he, he wouldn't put it out before he went no boo boo no oh, oh, he no, was false mm-hmm. yeah and i would like find newspapers to throw into that and i would just you could have caught the house on fire hell yes i could have but i didn't hey. i learned <laughs> i learned how to play with fire <laughs> this is unreal look at this fucking i house. just look hey. at this guy all right i mean yeah no, nothing's worse than this is what you're saying you're not going to do anything like that. No, yeah. this isn't. You're already like leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds. Like they're going to have their own issues. It's just not yeah. going to be no. like mine no. or I need to go see a therapist five times a week. Okay. <laughs> so here are some other listener uh, submitted. Do you want to do voicemails for Katie? Can we start with that? Yeah, we and got some we'll do like one voicemail, one reading. So that will like vary it up. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Hey, Mommy Christina, big fan of the show. Shout out to you, Mommy Christina and Katie. You guys are actually the both reason I figured out my mom has BPD, which prompted my entire healing process, so thank you. Um, for my own sake, I had to cut off contact with my mom about a year and a half ago, um, and I've been seeing a therapist and healing and grieving from that ever since. Um, my therapist and I both agree that I'm at a place in my healing where I can reach out and maybe try to have a relationship again. Um, but I'm really scared I'm going to get my heart broken all over again. So just wondering if you guys had any advice or tips on what to expect or what to prepare for. Thanks, Mommy. This on me, baby. Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> I and this, there's a part of me that understands, right? It's her mom. You wish things were different. And that grieving process can take years. Years. And there'll be different things you grieve through different parts of your life when you're going through different processes that you'd like to talk to your mom about potentially right but just because we've changed 
does not mean they've changed. And I think doing all this work and then like trying to reconnect, I just cannot. I mean, I know their therapist is probably has the best of intentions, but my response would be, well, you've made great progress. Let's keep doing that. Yeah. You know, and if your mom reaches out, that's a different thing. Then we can at that point decide whether or not that's something that you want to engage with. But to try to recap, it's sticky. It's very sticky. And I don't know. I mean, this sounds bad to say, but I'd need to know already before even thinking about this, if that my mom was in therapy too. Oh, and good luck getting a borderline right? into therapy, right? Well, I mean, they love it more than narcissists. <laughs> <laughs> the borderlines... <laughs> They actually being like sarc- therapy. No, the, I'm being honest. The borderlines like it more than the narcissists. Narcissists are the least likely to try to get, oh. get help. Well, nothing's wrong with them. Except well, with everything's the wrong with everybody else. What are you talking about? <laughs> but borderlines, you know, it's more born out of trauma. It's a deal. They're trying to cope. Everything feels so intense, so they don't know how to not lash out. But if they understand it and do some DBT, dialectical behavior therapy, they can better manage. So if she was in therapy, I do believe that she could get better and it could be okay. It's still, you know, tricky, but if we don't know that. Mm-mm. Yeah, then you're just going back to the same uh, cycle, yeah. essentially, and it's very painful. And I think you really hit the nail on the head when your first statement was it's a grieving process. Yeah. And so much of what the work, at least I've been doing in therapy, is grieving the parents yes. I never had. So. Meaning, like, yes, my mother's physically dead, but you're also grieving the loss of the relationship you wanted. Mm-hmm. What could have been? What, what could the dream of it? But there is no what could. And people always ask me, don't you feel so guilty that you didn't speak to your mother the last eight years of her life? I go, yeah, but you guys are assuming that this was a normal functioning person mm-hmm. and that we shared a reality and that there could have been a relationship. There was no could have been. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's yeah. hard. And I think... I feel like all of us, regardless of having like parents with severe mental illnesses or not, we all have to grieve the loss of like, our dad knows everything. He can fix anything. Yeah. Mom can make everything right. We have all these like beliefs in this like dreamland and the death of the dream is hard. Yes. Period. Compound that with erratic behavior, lashing out, the things I'm sure your mom shouted in anger and like, yes, it just it's terrifying. so there's like the trauma with that (laughs) then there's the grief of like why is everybody else's mom not seem like my mom yes you know and it's hard but yeah be careful don't i wouldn't engage just yet nor would i i I, having been through it i have to tell you that like like katie said unless she's in um therapy and actively working on changing herself you're just going back to a harsh uh relationship it's just it's more stress on you it really is and if yeah. if you really are like hell bent on this and it's something you got to do bring her into therapy that's it i wouldn't see her outside of that that's an excellent suggestion it would contain it that's an excellent suggestion meet her with your therapist mm-hmm. and you guys can decide how to go forward with a relationship if you if go. you can yeah well let's talk about the narcissistic parent mm. then too a lot of us have alcoholism uh, alcoholic parents narcissistic parents can you go back to that well? Mm, no. No. Never. No. I mean, I know that's horrible to say a never out of a therapist's mouth. People are like, <laughs> you're supposed to have compassion for everybody. I do have compassion. Yeah. It is born out of trauma also. It's like a false sense of self. But if they don't want to get better, which why would they when they think they're amazing? Right. And all they 
narcissists tend to do something that people don't realize, which is like suck energy off of people because they have their source, like a source of their love. supply, mm-hmm. their supply of, of affection and infatuation. And they'll like love bomb you or they're like, you're so amazing and beautiful. And I love everything about you. Blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as they feel that they've got your attention and your love, Ooh. then it's like, it's a whole different person because then they can use and abuse you in a ton of different ways. I mean, it's just really not healthy. It's terrifying. It is. And if it's a parent, that makes it really difficult because we can spend our whole lives feel like we're walking on eggshells. Yes. With everybody trying to please other people. We can be, you know, more likely being codependent relationships. It's just really hard. Of course. But therapy helps. And if um, alcoholics go to Al-Anon, because alcoholism is its own form of narcissism, I think. It is. Absolutely. It's all about me. Doesn't, yeah. I don't care about you. I'm <laughs> trying to get my next thing. You know, addiction is like all about you and getting your fix and stuff. So. Oh, and it is brutal if that's your parent. And especially when you're an adult, like if you do have children, you really have to focus on your own children and you mm-hmm. and yeah. healing yourself, y- yourself. And, yeah. and the narcissistic parent doesn't understand that either. No. And they'll do the lashing out. And then if uh-huh. that doesn't work, then they'll do the silent treatment. Yeah. And if that doesn't work, Go then ahead. they'll try other manipulative <laughs> tactics to try yeah. to get a rise out of you. Yeah. Like saying other people are saying things about you, passive aggressive oh, stabs, all sorts sure. of stuff. And it's such a vicious cycle with a narcissistic parent because you'll, <laughs> you know, you have to set boundaries if you can even attempt to have a relationship with a mm-hmm. narcissist. And what they love to do is what? manipulate right and break those boundaries, break those boundaries. <laughs> they don't they don't they're like what this doesn't apply to me right. this only applies to everybody else right. so so if you say to your narcissistic parent hey guess what christmas dinner is uh five o'clock on december 24th oh they'll show up at 6 30 <laughs> <laughs> and then be like 100%. you started without me how dare you how dare i'm you. so offended right this is so you're such a disrespectful whatever they you decide to are say. a piece of shit mm-hmm. you asshole you yeah. bitch you're out and then mm-hmm. and then all it, the things i've done <sighs> for you oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my life what a na- let's see it's and i know i'm hard. not doing any of this to my kids i'm no. not i'm nowhere near this bad no not my at all life Ugh. good lord okay so yeah don't see your mom yet maybe see her in therapy just to wrap that that's, up that's that's so a great suggestion yes yeah. and i know it's hard I know it's hard. It's, Gr- you got to grieve. And I will tell you, especially losing a mother, it is, and, and so many in society does not support cutting off your mother. I have had no. so many that? people like, what? It's your mom. I'm like, yeah, but if your mom was a really abusive vampire, like, yeah, <laughs> would you want to <laughs> hang out with them? No. It, yeah. And giving them it's, access to you, you give them an inch, they want to take a mile. Like, you just oof. can't. It's Grey Gardens all the mm-hmm. way. My mom wanted Grey Gardens with me. Like, just the two of us oh, together. No. Oh, in no. a symbiotic, parasitic. Really? <laughs> not even symbiotic, parasitic. Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. a fucking nightmare. Okay. Uh, here's a great question about boundaries. Mm. This is Megan from Florida. I have a question for you and Katie about setting boundaries between my husband and and my mother-in-law. Oof. She and my sister-in-law live together, but the two of them do not get along. So she calls my husband and expects him to be the mediator between the two of them anytime they have a problem. It is super stressful for him, and he hates being put in the middle of their fights. I've suggested that they go see a counselor together, but they don't think it's necessary. Any advice on how to get them to work their shit out like adults instead of relying on my husband. Thanks, Jeans. Megan. What an unhealthy family dynamic. <laughs> to say the least. We live together, but we hate each other. <laughs> and then our, my son has to come in and fix it. That sounds great. Super healthy. 
Um, first of all, your husband, it's hard because you can't tell your husband what to do. I mean, you can, but he's not. You can't. He ha he'll have to still decide to do it. Yeah. He can't go over there anymore to do that, period. He has to say, I'm out. You guys are on your own. This is your relationship. It's not my responsibility. Boom. Line. Period. Done. Yeah. And he has to hold that line. So it's just boundaries. And then... If so they, so sorry to interrupt, but no, paradoxically, mm -hmm. this the boundaries need to be set between the husband and the family. Mm -hmm. Not yeah, okay. So go ahead. So yeah. he's the one with the uh, boundary issue. So well, yeah. I mean, they're enmeshed on their own, but that we can't make that better. If their relationship is shit, they have to work on that. The mother daughter yes. in law, but the her husband has to just withdraw from it, and it's okay to say like, I'm not going to engage in this. I won't be part of this. Yeah, it is you okay to say that's that. completely reasonable he's not even part of it if they can't get it together on their own and talk it out like adults then they need a mediator like a real one yeah or therapist yeah, yeah. <laughs> pay somebody right yeah. but this is likely the family dynamic that's mm -hmm. been put in place since i'm sure his dad did the same thing oh right and now maybe dad's out of the picture mm -hmm. now he steps in. I bet. so in reality it sounds like the wife should be pissed at the husband for tolerating him letting this nonsense into their marriage. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, have a little uh, compassion. Excuse me, good Katie. One. Thank you. Um, but have some compassion because he probably doesn't know any different. He doesn't know it's any comfortable. different. He's like, this is what my dad did or this is what I've always done. Right. We don't know. This could have been going on since he was like six years old. Ugh. Like, knock it off. Okay, you be nice. You know, who knows? Family stuff, you know, could be going on forever. So yeah. talk to him about it. Get him in therapy. And he needs to lay some boundaries down and be fine with the fact that they can like unravel and be like, it's all your fault. No, I wasn't involved in that. Yeah, it's not my problem. And mm -hmm. like, ugh, who I wants know. to be a mediator between? Nobody. It's like such a horrible job. So uncomfortable. Don't make that shit my job. I know. All right. Okay, let's continue. Um, oh, let's do a voicemail. We're going to alternate, we said. Next question for Katie. Hi, Mommy. I have a question for Katie Morton. I have a 16-month-old son. Um, he's my first and only boy, and I'm wondering the proper way to deal with temper tantrums. Um, I want to, you know, comfort him and, and get on his level and help him through, but sometimes I really uh, just need to ignore it. I'm, I want to know, like, the most productive way um, for him, how to help him. Thank you so much. Bye. Yeah, that's a good question. Mm. And I think it sounds like she's already kind of doing what I would tell her, which is, Lock him in the garage. <laughs> exactly. Until he shuts the fuck up. Yep. Okay. Totally. Put him in the cage. I'm just mm. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That'll learn you. Okay. <laughs> um, first, trying to get him early on, if you can catch him before, it's like full blown. Because we all know there's oh. like these levels of tantrums. Yeah. <laughs> where the uh. first is just like, you can tell it's building and they're frustrated and agitated and making weird noises. And, and you could say something like, are you feeling mad about whatever? You know, is it this? What's going on? How are you feeling? You can check in with them. Try to get them to communicate. That can sometimes diffuse it. But if it's full-blown, you can't you can't try to talk them through a full-blown tantrum when they're just mm. screaming. And, and that's okay no. to just put them in a place where they can't hurt themselves and let them scream it out. Yeah. That's okay, too. There's nothing... There's nothing wrong with that. Don't let anybody tell you, oh, I'm a bad parent because I let them cry it out. Or No, sometimes you can't talk sense to a three-year-old yes. that's throwing a tantrum. Hers is like, what would you say? 18? Eight, 17 or 18, 17, yeah. 17 months. No, especially at that age. So it's, little. They're just going to spiral sometimes. Mm -hmm. And you must let the spiral go until yep. they are calm. And then you can talk through. Exactly. Ugh. That must have been exhausting for you. You know, that it was hard for mom to see you acting like that. What, what you know, 
was it because of this yeah right right. can you guess yeah was it because because they're too little to sometimes know so it's easier sometimes for you to guide a little bit as they get older they'll be able to kind of remember that but sometimes tantrums kids like don't have any memory of like what it really was they just know they felt like mad and bad because they don't they don't always know how to connect that think about like emotional maturity is a huge step yeah yeah they don't know but sometimes in it if you catch it early like when they're three you can probably have a conversation like before like was that upsetting are you mad because your brother took your toy because yeah. usually that's something like that you yeah, know yeah, yeah. you mad because they knocked down your perfect setup of something <laughs> that's yeah. usually what it is yeah. something and you know we know we have to share i know that's hard yeah and let them talk about it yeah my son my my younger is pretty great like he's such a happy dude like he wakes up happy and his form of a tantrum is just like ah! and then it's done and he's he's nice. pretty like his temperament is just like like are you sure you're my kid like you're so (laughs) awesome like do we get the right embryo at the bank like and then the older one is just the complete different they're always like that yeah yeah where he's like "Ah!" like he'll he raged raged now it's four it's like oh three was a rough year for you i'm sure oh girl girl let me tell you like aged five years in that year i did (laughs) look at this face yeah (laughs) (laughs) holy mackerel (laughs) but i i also leah you see it coming and also try to stave off the Mm -hmm. tantrums is it hunger related yep don't let your kid get too hungry or tired with Mm -hmm. ellis it was like this kid has to nap if he doesn't the next half of our day is fucked yeah because he's ruined he can't deal yeah and people would be like just put him in the car let's go to the mall at three and i'm like you don't understand not with this one no you want to take him for the rest of the day you can deal (laughs) with this shit yeah Yeah. and i'd I'd be so militant like i gotta go we gotta get ellis home for the nap and people would be like god you need to chill i'm like no you don't understand yeah you're like i'm pay for this and yeah fuck you you Mm -hmm. stay here and have fun but with juju he's so easy going he's like whatever i didn't nap i'm cool so different yeah um oh sorry i just nicked something over my own uh what else are you gonna say about the but the halt is a good thing to hungry oh. angry lonely tired oh that's good it's a yeah. check-in and it's like stop say and we again. should do the halt hungry angry uh-huh lonely tired lonely mm-hmm. i have not heard that one. well sometimes kids want a hug oh you know and that and it works for adults too it's actually something part of the dbt therapy i was talking about earlier the dialectical behavior therapy it's like part of how we can better manage how we feel is you check in first am i hungry am i angry am i lonely am i tired and if you can be like no those are all fine then you can proceed so it works with toddlers really well so i never thought of lonely how Mm -hmm. interesting greg fitzsimmons said something great on this show once he said when your children are acting the worst it's when they actually need you the most yeah yeah true but that's that lonely component like i said sometimes kids just want their back rubbed or whatever it is you do for them like sometimes um my grandma used to play with my hair i love that and i love that That's my and to fave. this to, i still love that right yeah. and kids are the same like if you scratch their back they might just want that they might want to just be held or nuzzle like snuggle a little bit yeah um do that try that out too you ever tried the tingler that thing that oh you yes put on the, the thing sc- oh that one is the best <laughs> i would take that any day same. over like oh. chocolate or candy yep mm-hmm. um okay so let's do a written one this one's interesting. I don't know if you've dealt with people with Asperger's much. Yeah. Um, big question here. My boyfriend and I have been together for almost two years. My boyfriend has high functioning Asperger's. Honestly, not sure if I spelt that right. Anyways, he's not someone that shows love very well. What's a good way to understand his love language? You have to talk to them. A lot of times they might not even know either. That's the thing. 
I mean, it depends on the person, but on the spectrum of autism spectrum disorder, which is what we call it now, not just Asperger's or autism, um, because it is a spectrum. So meaning he doesn't have a lot of the symptoms most people do. That's what people mean by high functioning. Mm. Um, so he might struggle to make eye contact a little bit, but he gets it, but he doesn't read the cues maybe normally or doesn't know how to show you affection in the way that you're want. You know, it can be kind of tricky. And so I think if you talk to him about it, and you try out different things and then he can tell you like, oh, I liked that better or that made me feel loved. Mm. Like, I think you're going to have to be a little more curious with him because he might not know. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Where a lot of people, you and I be like, oh, I like this better. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But he might not know because they're not as, I mean, he, it depends on the person because he might be like, oh, I know. You can ask him and he can tell you. But he might not recognize that feeling for what it is and know what it is Mm. and so he can talk about how it feels to you and why you like acts of service for instance that's mine so i'm like i come home and my husband has like made dinner and that's huge for me oh acts of service that's exactly what i like Mm -hmm. i don't like stuff no don't give a buy me stuff yeah and i don't need you to be like you're so beautiful i don't give a rip yeah yeah it's not exciting yeah yeah but you (laughs) cook something mm -hmm. for me oh god damn are we like it to share in a project together like we to do something an activity shared activities that's my other one but anyway fun so yeah so try it out with him talk it out with him and see what he says shared activity Mm -hmm. i like a shared activity so does tom tom likes tom's a stuffed person though oh really he loves he loves a gift Mm -hmm. that's how i know i can win his heart just a nice a A nice thoughtful gift but and a beach yeah i mean men are physical touch a lot yeah yeah right he needs a physical touch how do you feel about uh the quarterly blow job which Mm. is um my friend leanne kreischer and i deduced that we give our husbands about a quarterly beach is that too little i mean uh, every relationship's different how often are you having sex oh every week oh then you're fine Really? Quarterly beach is good. Okay. Let's talk about marital loves. Yeah. Okay. So I don't want to say what's the norm, but I guess we two small children. Mm-hmm. What's expected? What do you think is an average? What's an average or what's what should what, we strive for? What should for? be great? What would be great? I think sex two to three times a week is a good... That's to, You said to strive for. What's the goal? Two to three times? I know. Almost we- every other day. Wait, we didn't have that kind of time without kids. Oh, really? No. Oh. Well, we both travel for work. Oh, but, so. Well, and if you're not in the yeah. same place, that's totally different. Two but this is, times. I'm sorry to tell you. I'm sorry. Is that, is that even doable? I mean, it is. You just got to pencil it in. Two to three times. Okay. So, okay. But so that's a goal. That's, that doesn't mean that, you know, yeah. I think the usual based on like my friendships and people I know is like twice a month. Twice a month. See, now that Tom would not, we would not. Oh, that wouldn't work for us either. No way. No. Tom would be a raging bear, as would I. Yeah, Sean would be like grabby, like walking through the house. (laughs) I'd be like, I don't have time for this. Well, I noticed that Tom needs a milking when he gets grumpy, when Mm. he starts grumbling about his normal uh, chores. Like Like too much evil juice racked up in his, that's so funny. That dirty sperm in there, Mm -hmm. it's like poisoning his brain and his personality. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm like, I gotta milk this bear. So let's say there's somebody (laughs) listening who would like to broach the topic of more sex with Mm -hmm. their partner. Granted, a lot of my listeners have multiple kids, small kids. It's a time suck and hey. And energy. Energy. And who the, like, I have to tell you that when I'm around my kids, I don't feel horny Of course not. You shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I hope not. 
that's protective <laughs> yeah like i'm such in mom mode yeah the flip the switch is so in other direction well and if you're breastfeeding a lot of my friends oh. have told me like just feeling like something's on you all the time touching you you not yeah. your body's not even your own i totally yeah. get that milky tits and sex is the grossest for i me. can't even yeah can't. like and what way to feel even less sexy than normal like just no thanks when you're somebody's food source um, it's the it's the most yeah. maternal and functional you can be as a mammal right so you're not like sexy so okay so how does a how does a let's because mostly it's men who write to me asking about how do i get my wife to want to be sexual with me more how do i ask for more sex woo more her beige? woo her oh it's not really about asking because you can't be like hey <laughs> that's never gonna work i mean for from the woman's standpoint you're yeah. gonna have to woo us a little and what is that intent? that could be it depends on your love language oh so like if sean really wanted to have sex with me he better like make dinner He'll clean the house. He'll like fold my laundry up or do some shit around. And I'm like, ooh, that's amazing. That's my love language. How does he know that? How? how did We've you been together me? 11 years and yeah, we talk about it. I've been together it. like 15. Tom would never figure that out. <laughs> Tom literally, pretty much Tom just grabs me and pushes my head down or like says something vulgar. And that's how it starts. Like, I can't believe this. He makes dinner and does all this shit for you. Mm -hmm. And then if for him, it's like if he likes physical touch, so I like scratch his back or so, like and he knows kiss on him during the day or stuff. Oh, I mean, that's his love. That's your uh -huh. love language. So He's if you speak their love language during the day, like I'm telling you, probably eight out of 10 times is going to lead to sex unless something happens, obviously, because there's things that we can't, you know, the kid gets sick, so cries. Yeah, something, something. you're not doing it when your kid's puking. No. So. So, okay, so how do you figure out somebody's love language? And let's talk about that some more. What are they? There, You can take quizzes online, actually, ah. for free. So do those. But I'm trying to, so there are five of them. And there's gifts. So Tom, Tom likes the gifts, a thoughtful gift. Um, acts of service, that's mine. Yeah. Clean the house, that's yours, oh, too. Make love. something for, it's amazing. It's, oh, love it, right? Yeah. I went and ran all those errands for you. Oh, oh sweet Jesus. Meow. Yeah. <laughs> Beach City. <laughs> Aaron's right oh my fuck mm -hmm. I know when Tom is like I'll take that to FedEx I'm like I love you You're and like I come back quickly I tell him that yeah <laughs> or when he takes out the trash I'll mm -hmm. I'll do positive reinforcement oh, I'll be like 100%. that really turns me on mm -hmm. the way you take that trash out Tom mm -hmm. Ooh. yeah <laughs> okay I so. love when you unload that dishwasher <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> so okay so there's Okay, so okay, ser service. Gifts, acts of gifts. service, shared activities. Sh this like bowling together. Yeah, we go, Sean and I go snowboarding or if you like to go walking around town or. I, I love know, that. Something you like to do together. Um, physical touch. Yes. And words of affirmation. Tom likes that one too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Baby, like you look so hot in that shirt or you did he that so great that or you're so funny. But don't, men love praise. Yeah, but it Everyone depends on the man. Does. Yeah. Some guys are acts of service. You know, you just don't know. Oh man! Depends on the person. So, who but who doesn't like a a plate of food put in front of them? Nobody that, that they had nothing to do with. I know it's, the best. it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> That's why like Grubhub and Eat Twenty Four is so fucking popular. I know. <laughs> I live on that stuff. All right. right. So okay, that's really good to know. So so figure out their love language and just do it more. Do it more, and then you'll do it more, and you'll do hey, it hey, more. Hey, hey, because then that person's happier. You're not grumbling about. Uh, yeah, when your needs are met, mm -hmm. 
you're so stoked like yeah like, yeah let's fuck why not why like, not all, you did all that nice stuff for me i love you so much yeah mm -hmm. so it's better than asking because asking for it you're gonna get <sighs> yeah yeah i what, just did all this shit today and i'm tired and i don't even have time to talk to you about the, you know right. i have a feeling that would be the, the what about back. alcohol give her a little bit of wine yeah loosen those mm -hmm. inhibitions yeah just a little bit not too much not too much no mm -hmm. no that's not fine no just, a little, just, a little just, just like a glass or two Enjoy. yeah yeah oh that's good okay very good exciting okay let's do a voicemail mm -hmm. yeah hey mommy christina water champ uh, i just have a question for you and katie that'll be on the show um my wife is actually pregnant currently and uh, i have a year and a half old uh daughter um, and my wife and my mother don't get along, and it's come to a point where my wife is really just refusing to have uh, my my mother um, watch or uh, even come see my daughter. Um, and I just don't feel that it's fair to my my mom. Um, I've got kind of a love hate relationship with her, uh, Christina. I know you can kind of go along with that there. Um, but, you know, just, uh, have, have more questions about it and just trying to figure it out in my head and, and kind of what to do in this situation and uh, how to kind of bridge the gap and help, uh, my wife be more comfortable with my mom being around our child currently and our new child that's going to be coming. Again, my name is Keith. Thank you. Oh, that's rough. so much. I'm sorry, Keith. I know. And he's in the middle, and I feel bad for him because that yeah. sucks. Yeah. Because I'm sure his mom is like, mur, 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 oh, why? Yeah. I can't see the baby. Mur, 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 mur. <sighs> and his wife is like, fuck your mom. <laughs> he's like, oh, my life. Fuck your mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. But that's when... hard to be in the middle. Yeah. Oof. It's tough, though, because I don't you think, too, there's a natural struggle when you get married between the mother-in-law and the daughter. Mm -hmm. I mean, sorry, the daughter-in-law. Like, that's a natural relationship that needs to be smoothed out worked on blah 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 because yeah. and built over time yeah right? it's normal i mean okay so anyway what do you what do you what do we tell this guy he i mean this is this is going to be tough but you're going to have to talk to both parties and tell them you don't want to be in the middle and that they're going to have to try to talk and work it out if either of them wants to like you know you have to remove yourself and i know that's really unnatural because he's like well she doesn't want to talk to her and she doesn't want to talk to her yeah but he can't make them get better do you know what no. I mean? You can't make them smooth things over when he's like, what can I do to get out of it? Like, stop talking about it with them. And if your mom tries to bring it up, be like, you have to talk to her. That's smart. I can't be the go-between because then what's going to happen potentially is both of them will be mad at him. And that sucks for him when all he was trying to do is make peace. He's yeah. like, oh, shit. So, yeah. They're both going to be mad at him. And I get it. I mean, depending on what the mom did or daughter-in-law daughter, daughter -in -law did, I don't know how it worked out but probably one of them needs to adult up and apologize yeah and the other one needs to adult up and apologize and then they both need to forgive each other and move the fuck on yeah and you also when there are little kids and you know mm -hmm. you wanted to you want grandparents if yeah. they can be unless they're toxic and yes you know i mean who knows what's going on but as long as it's just like a disagreement like oh you did that and i didn't like the way you talked to my child you know who knows what it could be the yeah zillion things yeah that's an easy like sorry yeah. dude yeah didn't mean to hurt your feelings up. didn't yeah. think it'd be taken that way i'm sorry 
That's so true. An apology goes a long way, like an mm-hmm. acknowledgement of what you did and, and yeah. then cupcakes. I think that smooths <laughs> over. Perfect. It really does. People get stoked when they get free stuff. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, they, they do. Really... The food, remember, that comes in front of you without you yes. having to do anything? It was a beautiful thing. Yeah, I, I think so. You know what I do to butter up my mother-in-law mm. when she comes over for Christmas? First of all, first of all I always am like, Aren't I like your best daughter-in-law? Like I'm the best out of the ones you have because I'm the only one. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, I buy her her favorite pastries. They're in the house when oh. she shows up. I get her wine because mm-hmm. I want to keep her happy. Yes. Managing. That's very good. Very good. Uh-huh. You I like just, nest for her a little spo- bit. You get it all ready. Yeah. Oh, that's thoughtful. I spoil the shit out of her. At the top. That's a great hint, a uh, 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 tip for you daughter-in-laws. Mm-hmm. If you spoil the in-laws at the top. Yep. Come on. What, what are they fucking complaining about? Mm-hmm. You got the Coke or whatever in the fridge that they like. Their snacks are there. It shows that you're thoughtful. Yep. You thought about them. You consider them. Anyway, I'm perfect. That's all I'm trying to say. Here we go. <laughs> uh, Same. I do, the, I, I do the nesting too. I'll be like, I got the Coke Zero you like, even though I don't drink that shit. I don't drink that shit. I got, yeah. But the, it's you. Catch me outside. How about that? How about that? Because <laughs> you know it, it makes them happy that you thought about their needs yeah. in advance. Exactly. And your, your house you. is like ready for them. See, you're welcome here. That's big for a mother, for your Mm -hmm. in-laws, man. Find out what they like. Put that shit in your house. Make them feel wanted. Because I think that's a, that is the point of contention with mother-in-law and daughter-in-law too. It's like, what's my role? You Mm -hmm. know, because mom has been the woman in his life, so to speak for however long. You're the woman in her grandchildren's life. (laughs) A hundred percent. And you control access to the grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So it's a sticky sitch. It is. And I could see why the, the mom is upset because they're going to have another. Right. And she's like, I'm not going to get to see these kids. She's freaking out. Ah. And she, and that's something that I do have to caution the daughter-in-law on is don't use the children as a chess. No. Like you just can't put that in the, it's, it's not okay to use them to manipulate the grandma. No. You have to work it out adult to adult, figure out what's going on. Yeah. And if you can, as long, like I said, as long as she's not toxic, it's not, you know, if one of them's a narcissist or something. Toxic meaning, let's go through the list. Yeah. Who's toxic? Um, it could be even just someone who's super passive aggressive, won't communicate like an adult. Uh, someone who's a narcissist, someone who has borderline personality disorder, won't get help for it. Um, anything like that. And really enmeshed with drugs, your, your abuse, husband. Yes, drugs, alcohol. Right. These people who are just really not together. Mm-hmm. They exactly. don't, they don't need to be. And then what kills me is people go, but they need grandparents. No, no, they don't. not ones like that. Yeah. Have your friends be their funky aunts, grandparents. You know, have other people in their 100%. life. 100%. You don't have to have grandparents. You don't have to. be to. healthy and I happy. I never fucking knew anybody. I knew my one grandma who was crazier than anything, and it was horrible. I wish I would have never known her. Anyway, okay. So let's go. Since, ooh, sorry. So we're, st- we're still on family. I love this. I'm a 30-year-old stepmother of two teenage girls. Having a blended family is the hardest thing I've ever done, dealing with a nightmare of the kid's biological mom. I run into so many issues where I don't know how to handle, from punishment of the kids to feeling worthless, even though I'm pretty much full-time mommy since the girl's out with my husband and I and I 95% of the time, meaning the girls are with the husband and her 95% yeah. of the time. I feel so unappreciated and have to be the strict mom because their bio mom comes over and just gets to be their best friend and sabotages our rules constantly. Do you have any advice on how to handle things without me blowing up and without me stressing myself out constantly? Any advice? Thank you. That's an interesting question on step parenting. Mm -hmm. That is so tough. It is really hard. In in an ideal situation, you as co-parents 
could talk about it and be on the same page, but it sounds like, I don't know if, I mean, 5% of the time. I mean, she just comes in and gets to be like, gifts for everybody. Yeah. You get to stay up as late as you want. Eat yeah. all the candy you want. Um, I think, so you can try to talk to her about it. That's the ideal. Woman to woman. Yes. And just say, I love that you want to, like, start positive. I call it a hug and roll. So you're like, oh. you're like, I love that you come and you spend time with the kids. You're so great with them. They get excited to see you. It's so great you can be in their life. And then we start to roll. So then you're like, <laughs> but, you know, it's hard for us then to come back if we keep them up. Start with one thing at a time, your biggest gripe. So, like, you let them stay up really late and then it's hard for them to get up for school the next day or I don't know, whatever it is. Um, do you mind trying to keep their bedtime, you know, between, like, 7.30, 8.30 or whatever, 8 and 9. Um, see what she says. See if you can have a like an actual conversation about it that's productive. If you can't, then it's more about how you talk to the kids about it. Or you can just say like, you know, fun mom, like, I don't know what you want to call, not fun mom. That's too nice. I think it's more like, you know, your, your mom, your bio, bio mom's coming in town. You know how she likes to really get excited. Remember that only happens with her for this little bit of time. Mm. You know, it's kind of just almost like in the same way my mom would be like, you know, grandma will make you whatever you want, but when you come home, that's not how it is, you know, right. kind of stuff. Like establishing that that's not reality. Yes. This is a special little sliver of time. That <laughs> it's you like get. vacation. It is. And then we got to come back to reality. So remember, you have to be up at seven. So when you get tired, you got to yeah. go to bed. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know they're kids and they might not. Depends on their ages. Yeah, but you're stuff. still doing the routine. You're starting the thing. You're letting yeah. them know, you know, it's going to be all fun and games. But tomorrow, this is just only when... Suzanne comes to town or you know whatever right. it is I don't know and really I'm ass I mean I'm assuming it's got to be hard to speak to the bio mom without I'd assume contempt we are just like bitch I know you're not doing <laughs> you're not doing anything yeah. you're, you're not here for any of the hard stuff the actual yeah. rearing of children you're just like yeah good but time. try to talk to try to do the hug and roll compliment her on things make her feel important and then tell her like you know and it's hard uh you know when they won't get up for school in time or they have tummy aches from all the junk food or I don't know. Right. If you if you present like a logical, mm -hmm. I'm assuming, consequence, like, hey, dude, the, yeah, if you keep them up late, they can't wake up the next morning. If you feed mm -hmm. them crap, they're going to be in pain. Like, it's logical. Yeah. But. So, you know, would you, and it's just asking for one thing at a time. Otherwise, she'll feel oh, like bombarded. bombarded. I know. Gosh, I never, that's why I'm staying with Tom forever. I was like, I don't, you know what to I mean? To deal with that? I can't, yeah. I would, I, some 20-year-old oh, bitch gets oh. my children oh. and mm -mm. my dog. I'd lose my mind. In my house. I'd be like, fuck no. Yeah. I'd be you like, stay miserable with wife number one. Right? You already <laughs> did this, so you're going to be stuck. Hell yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to ruin your life. Yeah. This is not going to happen. Not going to happen. Mm -hmm. I ruined my body for your two kids. Right? You are not letting some fucking bitch take my life. Mm-mm. I am the bottom bitch. <laughs> um, okay, so we did our voicemails. Let's do one last written question. Oh, this one seems interesting. Okay. Newlyweds, my Ooh. name is Hi Hiley. I don't know. I'm 26. I live in Oregon, and I was recently married December 28th, 2019. Oh, my gosh. Really new. Congratulations, yeah. My husband and I have been together for over two years. I'd be lying if I said I don't feel different now that we're married hmm. everyone told me that the first year is the hardest and boy am i believing that right now not even two days after the happiest day of my life we had a major blowout of a fight and continued to fight the rest of that week Ooh. things are back to normal now but i'm looking for advice i've never had good examples of marriage growing up but i love this man more than i can even try to explain 
I have a six-year-old son from a previous relationship and he is a better father to him than his actual dad. I know how lucky I am, but I still get so pissed off at my husband. He's so annoying sometimes. And I'm asking for advice on what to do in those moments to keep my cool. I want to be a great wife because when my husband isn't being annoying, he's pretty freaking amazing. Thank you so much for this podcast. It makes me feel normal. Uh, your listener, I think it's Haley. I was say Haley. We said highly. Highly. I'm pretty sure it's H- Haley. H-A-I-L-I. I've never yeah. seen it. O-L-I. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Probably Haley. Just yeah. no E-Y. Okay. Um, okay. A couple of things. Yeah. Here. Do you want to look Everybody's up? annoying. Everybody's annoying. <laughs> But you have to, the best advice my mom ever gave me was be careful with how you pick your battles with your spouse. Um, I love Sean, but I'm annoyed by him every day. Yeah. But I just don't tell him. Yeah. Because <laughs> how's that going to help? And so when she said, uh, uh, what did she say? Something about like she doesn't want to, um, oh, to keep her cool. I want to be a great wife, but he's, he's so annoying. <laughs> um, like everybody's annoying. You just have yeah. to like in your head be like, and then you just go about your day i mean i feel like that's marriage yeah 90 percent is just being like i'm just tuning that out right and i'm not gonna acknowledge that one i've asked you to do that five times but (laughs) i'm just gonna pretend i didn't and then pick the things that are really important because all those little things like oh i asked you to take the trash out or oh you shaved your face and the hair's all over the bathroom like you just shakes like a wet dog or some shit (laughs) it's crazy but i don't it's like yeah yeah. In my head, I'm like, and I'm like, okay, hi, honey. So you're going to have to learn to do that because those things aren't important. But the things that are important will be like clear communication, uh, intimacy, understanding each other, being on the same page. Like those are things you build over time and nitpicking is only going to erode your relationship and make it worse. Mm. And so, yes, he's annoying. I hear it. But by and large, he's a great guy. You love him. He's great to your son. So... Just talk to your friends about the annoying stuff and yes. talk it within your own head and then pick the things that are a really big deal. Like, hey, you need to help out when we clean the house together. This should be something we do together because we dirty it together. We clean it together. You know, how whatever the things are that are really important to you as part of a shared life, say those things. Mm-hmm. What do you think? A hundred percent. You have to pick and choose your battles as mm-hmm. a married person. I, I agree. I have whiskers in my sink. Mm-hmm. I too. have shit splattered on the inner rim of the toilet the top which i don't, I don't even know how, how he gets shit on the top I, of the toilet uh, underwear on my floor dirty chonies mm-hmm. i mean he's a bear yeah but after 15 years i'm like is it worth me fucking with him on it no no so you know what i actually recommend for most married people and we had this when we were broke as a joke a housekeeper a hundred percent amen a hundred it saved us from so many fights Cause I don't have to deal with all that weird shit. I'm telling you, ladies, if you don't want to complain about dishes and garbage and all this shit, yep. pay housekeeper, a professional. Just don't go out to eat once. Pays uh, for it. Poof. Uh, yeah, I'm telling. It is. I 100 percent agree with yes. that. Yes, and that and because what I do now, if Tommy annoys me on that, like the the hair and the thing, mm-hmm. I go. Well, can this problem be outsourced? Yes. I often go, well, let's see. He doesn't do blah, blah, blah. Can that problem be outsourced? Can I throw money at that? Yeah. Like in, like Instacart or yeah, like, Costco all delivers? All day. Oh. All day. Yes. Because I'm like, why do I always have to do this? <laughs> yeah. And he will say like, we don't have any groceries and complain. Oh, that makes me nuts. I'm like, I'm going to have somebody else do it. Yeah. Because I'm tired. Or, or, oh, you you wanted that thing? Well, guess what? There's this app called Instacart, sweetie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Put and you what- can order, put whatever in and just boom. Boom. Pick your time and it'll yeah. come here and be put away. Poof. Yeah. yeah. 
I agree. And that Ugh. is because there's always going to be those things. And otherwise you'll just, I mean, imagine on that flip side being him thinking that you're doing fine. Cause sometimes when, especially with Sean, cause he is actually very clean in a lot of ways, but sometimes some things just bother me and he'd be like, Oh, I thought I was doing so well. And I'm oh. like, Oh, and I'm an, I'm an asshole. Yeah. So it's like, imagine that side of him feeling like you're like, and then who wants to fuck that person? Nobody. Well, that's another thing I was thinking too, is that when you're fucking and your relationship is good, those things don't bother you as no, much. No, you don't care about those you things. You don't care about the the, no. the laundry the on, on the floor. floor or the, yeah, it's not that and, important. Uh, it's not, and that's how you know people aren't happy in mm-hmm. the marriage. If they're, can I tell you my worst? This is my worst thing. I hate it so much when you go out with a couple, and then the wife or the husband, whatever, is talking shit about, about the their other person. In I front. hate that. I hate makes that. me crazy. First of all, I feel bad for the other person. Of course. And second of all, I'm like, keep your dirty laundry at home. We yeah. came out to have a good time. Yeah. I'm sorry. You and need this to- one, this one with his whiskers in the bowl. Right? And they're like, oh my God, I don't want to hear your fucking oh, marital problems. I know. It's like, that's what couples counseling's for. Yeah. <laughs> well, just, and like putting and belittling the partner I know. in front of company, or just in general. like would In you, front of you- anybody else. Like, yeah. why would you do that? And how icky does the other person feel yeah just like oh i'm just a piece of shit yeah (laughs) (laughs) and that's not gonna make that other person want to be better if you're putting them down no it's so emasculating because my mother did that to my stepdad all the time and it would just make me cringe like bitch why don't you care about the good stuff he's doing like right you have good you have to notice all the good things and praise those things like this person's a good father to her son from the previous marriage sounds like he treats her well yeah. He's just annoying. That's normal. Yeah. It's because it now normal. you're like, it, maybe it's shifted for her because now she's like, we're going to be together forever. And part of her is like, yay. And part of her is like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's okay. Yeah. And figure out what it is that's really annoying. What is it? Yeah. What are those things? And if it's, if it's solved for, okay, I don't know. This is a wild example. Does he like read newspapers? I don't know why, because there's, there's no <laughs> newspapers anymore. Let's say that's his thing. He yep. wakes up and he opens the New York Times and they're everywhere and it bothers you. Mm-hmm. Well, is there a corner of the house that you could make an office of his yep. and make special? Hey, this is your reading corner, babe. Go do that there. Yeah. And now you're not annoying the whole family you know what i mean exactly like make it special for him or some shit yeah know. no but it's true i remember i love sex and the city it's like yes, my favorite so show <laughs> and the, which oh, character are you oh i don't know i'm kind of bossy like miranda but yeah. also kind of like a carry overthink things make myself go yeah. crazy. oh my god same thing <laughs> <laughs> i'm kind of dykey like a miranda <laughs> but i'm innocent like charlotte in same many ways. some ways i like to be like yeah. a lady yeah same yeah um <laughs> stupidest conversation we've had so i love it, it. Perfect. yeah but i love there's an episode where charlotte harry moves in with charlotte and he love. leaves his tea bags all oh. over and they're out to lunch and yeah. she's telling samantha and all them yeah. she's like i have a tea bag situation samantha's like breathe through your nose and yeah. she's like no <laughs> like he's leaving if you tea bagging look it up if you're curious yeah. what I'm talking about. but they leave tea bags all over the house and they're staining things yeah so she goes home and she's like sweetie i love you but the tea bags, you know, yeah. all over the house. I mean, you know, and, and yeah. he's like, oh, I didn't think about it. And so sometimes you just have to communicate about the things that are really going to ruin things. Everybody has annoying shit they do that they don't realize they're sing- like single behavior. Yeah. Um, give yeah. him a minute to weed out the ones that he doesn't 
know he's doing and he does it, he can fix it yeah. and then outsource the rest. Outsource that shit. Yeah. Good advice. Remember when Harry would sit naked? Yes. On her white couch. <laughs> the best episode. I love that Harry character. I love him so much. I would say I'm more into him than Mr. Big. Mr. Big oh, was very abusive. I never really liked Mr. Big. I, I liked Aiden I? better. I liked and Aiden. I, Harry was my favorite. Mine I would too. have dated Harry. I would have married. Yep. Harry's F. Mary the one. Kill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would marry Harry, the yep. Jew lawyer. I loved him. I kill Big. Fuck Big. He's not good. No. But maybe, maybe fuck Big. Maybe he is good. Yeah. F. Big. No, maybe Steve. I don't, I don't like know. Steve's too He's too weasel. Yeah, yeah, gross. Yeah. Hmm. Aiden was a little too crunchy for me as well. He, yes, but he was nice. He was a good guy. But he was too nice. Yeah, I, I'd walk all over he's him. Too, yeah, he's too like, babe, we need to feel the thing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. ugh, and his thumb rings oh, and God, shit. Oh, God, and his turquoise. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to do the only good one is Harry. Mm-hmm. We would marry Harry. But I like how Big's, I like Big's look. Same. Aesthetically, he's my guy. Yeah. yeah. But not, I don't like his emotional abuse to carry. No, in and out. Are you, what are you doing? Pick, your, pick your side. Okay, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Remember when he abandons her on their wedding day? Yes. Well, what could possibly justify this behavior? Is he a narcissist? What's, what's, I mean, have, have you ever heard of that even happening in real life? No, no. Yeah. No, I have not heard of that happening. I'm trying to think of what I would, how I would classify big. I don't know if he's so much, I mean, maybe he's a narcissist. But he doesn't seem to like, well, yeah, he pulls her in when he needs attention. And he <gasps> needs her. So maybe. Oh. Maybe. Because mm. Carrie has daddy issues. She totally does. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe. The unavailable. She, he's emotionally unavailable. And that's attractive to her because it's normal. Ugh. I know. That show was great. It's such a good show. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming here. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're amazing. People, go subscribe to Katie's channel. Go, she has literally anything, everything you can think of. This woman has talked about it. Buy her book, Are You Okay? I highly recommend that as well. Anything else, Katie, you want to plug Twitter? Are you on the, you're on the I gram. Mean, I'm all over, yeah. I like Instagram best for my personal stuff. Oh, but I gotcha. It's just for me. I just do it for me. Yeah. But yeah, YouTube's where it's at. That's uh, every new video every Monday. Exciting. All right. Well, um, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And until next time, stay cool, moms. That's my catchphrase. I like it. (laughs) Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's at podcast. With Christina P.